You are listening to Your Community Spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle again. The circle of friends, the circle of family, the circle of being. Wake up! And be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. This is Ord Energy Mon. And this is Tree Song. And I think that's the first time this year I did the whole promo, you know, good. Yeah, nailed it. And so what I recommend is get up at 5.30 in the morning and get up on the roof and start doing solar. <laughs> yeah, because that'll wake you up. <laughs> this is the first Friday I've actually probably done that and made it to the radio show. Why? Because 9 o'clock it started pouring rain. <laughs> yeah. So I had to get off the roof. So, um. I remember this time. <laughs> yeah. We, we have a special guest in the studio. Yeah. Do you like to say anything, Bedelia? No, <laughs> Just she's, like. She's pretty calm at the moment. She liked your wake-up call, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, there's been a lot of stuff happening in our community locally and our community upstream. Yeah. What do I mean upstream? Well, have you been following this big protest up in the Plains? They say now from the, in the New York Times. Yeah. They say there's 280 tribes there now. I recently saw uh, like a you know a aerial photo- photograph of it, and it looked like you know miles and miles of people and yeah. cars and tents. Well, there's two circulating. There's one that is the real aerial photo that is impressive. So there's also someone circulating a Woodstock photo that's not the real one. <laughs> <laughs> but if you if you look out there, you can find the real photos, and it is it's so many. Well, it's 280 tribes, so you know, even if it, each tribe only has a few people, but it, no, it's thousands. It's so many people that even the white news sources are talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> when visitors turn off a narrow North Dakota highway and drive into the sacred stone camp, where thousands have come to protest an oil pipeline, they thread through an arcade of flags whipping in the wind. Each represents one of the 280 Native American tribes that have flocked here in what activists are calling the largest, most diverse tribal action in at least a century, perhaps since Little Bighorn. They come from across the plains and the mountain west from places like California, Florida, Peru, and New Zealand. They come from Ogala, Lakota, Navajo, Seneca, Onondaga, and Anishinaabe. Okay, wait a second. Why can I say like Native American words like no problem, <laughs> but I stumble over regularly, you know, like regular words. If if you're a regular listener, you probably caught me pretty frequently stumbling over words. Yeah. You know. Well, maybe you heard enough of these at a young age that they stuck. <laughs> it's true. Um, some come alone, driving 24 hours straight across the plains when they saw news on social media about the swelling protest. Some come in caravans with dozens of friends and relatives. I actually um, had a friend share a picture that they were part of a 40-vehicle caravan that had started in the West Coast up in, um, I just forgot, Portland or... No, it wasn't Portland, but one of the cities over in that area. Yeah. And it just, you know, people kept joining the caravan. And when they hit the camp, it was 40 vehicles large. Mm-hmm. One man walked from Bris, uh, Brismark 
Others finished the journey in canoes. They brought ceremonial pipes, dried sage, eagle feather headdresses, and horses that they rode bareback through the sea of prairie grass. This is like a movie. Yeah, it's like something out of Why do we say that when things are like really awesome? It's like, this is like a movie. Yeah. Just like, they sleep in teepees, camper trailers, and tents, and they sing and drum by firelight at a camp that sits on Army Corps of Engineers land. On Friday, the federal government announced that it was temporarily blocking construction of the pipeline at an important river crossing just up the road from the camp. However, the construction does continue. The National Guard has been deployed. Water protectors are being arrested and charged with felony. And the fate of the pipeline is still uncertain. We say many Maconkey, water is life, said David Archicombolt to the chairman of the Standing Rock Sioux, whose reservation sits just south of the pipeline's route. Quote, we can't put it at risk, not just for us, but for everyone downstream, he added. We're looking out for our future. The children not yet born yet. What is it that they will need? It is water. When we start talking about water, we're talking about the future generations, end quote. Yeah. And so locally here in Carbondale, this is an issue for people here because we happen to be downstream yeah and this pipeline is designed to handle half a million barrels of oil a day and so if it springs a pinhole leak that's going to be a lot of oil flowing eventually downstream into our water we've already got enough pollution in the water if they add this you know it will make it even worse and so what started out as just a few Native Americans worried about a leak, you know, right upstream from them has turned into thousands of people saying this is upstream from us, too. Yeah. And realizing and, we're all connected. And locally, there has been um, fundraisers and people collecting stuff and bringing it. I know of at least one trip that has gone from Carbondale already. And another will probably go soon to bring supplies to these thousands of people, protecting us. Yeah. Because what are we, 70% water? Yeah. So I kind of think that means we can't survive unless we have water to drink. Yeah, without drinking water, we're out of luck. Well, and speaking of fundraisers, actually, we have the Friendship Drive here at WDBX. Give us a call at 618-457-3691 and show your friendship for us here at WDBX. Yeah, I want to thank everybody who's been keeping the ability for us to do this radio show. I've started this radio show. I actually didn't start it, but I got on board in 1999 and kind of adopted it and carried it on. Yeah. And then you joined a couple years later and... This has been many, many years of bringing, spending a lot of time and energy to collect this news and talk about this news and stay educated so that we can share this information with people. Yeah. And it is fun, but at the same time, it is work. Yeah. And so I want to thank people who help us stay on the air. Yes. Thank help. you for helping us stay on the air. And continue to help by calling 457 3691 
And if you're listening on the internet, which I tend to do a lot because I travel, you can call 618-457-3691, or you can just go to the website, wdbx.org, and donate there. Yeah. Thank you. If you're listening online, I'm sure you know where the website is. <laughs> just like wdbx.org. I listen on an app, so yeah, I don't know where the website you is. You might have forgotten by now. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, here we go. Another news. Record-smashing August means long-awaited jump in global warming is here. We appear to be in the midst of the long-awaited jump in global temperatures. Quote, the kinds of extreme weather we have seen over the past year or so will be routine all too soon, but then even worse records will be set, said Kevin Trenberth, one of the world's leading climatologists. Ness has reported that last month was not merely, quote, the warmest August in 136 years of modern record-keeping. It tied with this July 2016 for the warmest month ever recorded. And for 11 straight months starting in October of last year, the world has set a new monthly record for high temperature. So even though 2014 set the record at the time, and then 2015 crushed that record, NASA's saying there's a greater than 99% chance that 2016 will top it. Well, what do we do when we talk about every month is breaking a record from the month before? Yeah. <laughs> I guess like, it's how do you stay cool when things are getting hotter? Yeah. And how do you, how do you stay focused on it? Because it's tempting to say, oh, well, you know, it's just going to break a record every month. But it's still news every month because of the consequences that will happen. And because it's, it's a record, so it's new. So here we go. Climatologists have been expecting a jump in global temperatures. There's, quote, a vast and growing body of research, as Climate Central explained in February 2015, that's, quote, humanity is about to experience a historically unprecedented spike in temperatures. A March 2015 study, Near-Term Acceleration in the Rate of Temperature Change, makes clear that an actual acceleration in the rate of global warming is imminent, with the Arctic warming rising a stunning one degree Fahrenheit per decade by the 2020s. So we're not just warming. Our rate of warming is likely to increase. Well, let me... One thing that I talk about when I teach my solar classes is solar is electronics, and the hotter it gets, the less efficient it is, Yeah, like we are. Um, solar is designed to operate at 78 degrees. And for every 3 degrees Celsius above... 78, let's see, 78 degrees Fahrenheit would be 25 degrees Celsius. So for every 3 degrees Celsius above 25C, becomes 1% less efficient. Yeah. And you eventually reach the point where, you know, it knocks itself out. I mean, it just, it doesn't work very well. Yeah. And so that kind of happens to us, too. So. Mm-hmm. If you add that up around the world, I'm just thinking of the sort of loss of efficiency that's going to happen in some of the current solar hotspots. Like they're going to get so hot that solar is going to be a little less efficient. I mean, traditionally, it would cool off at night. And so you could do things at night, you know, yeah. if you had to. But it's not cooling off at night either. So in other bad news, yeah. major corporations that claim to support climate actions are funding politicians who oppose it. Major corporations that claim to support climate action are funding politicians who oppose it. Reuters reviewed campaign contributions made by the political action committees of the 30 of the biggest American companies that includes GE, Google, and Verizon that signed the 2015 
American Business Act on Climate Change pledge. Yeah. Now, it's a pledge. That it's means pledge. that mm-hmm. they just pledge to do something. Yeah. That's what worries me about some of these pledges. It sounds great, but then you look at what they actually do. But that statement was organized by the White House to demonstrate business support for climate action in the Paris Climate Agreement. Now, most of those same companies are giving to congressional candidates who not only oppose climate action, but reject climate science. Yeah. Reuters found that 25 of the 30 companies have donated in this election cycle to members of Congress who are featured on a climate deniers list compiled by Organizing for Action, the advocacy organization that grew out of President Obama's 2008 campaign. The list, of course, includes notorious fossil fuel industry shills such as snowball-wielding Senator James Inhofe of Oklahoma and Representative Kevin Kramer of North Dakota, um, who happens to be Donald Trump's lead energy advisor. Mm-hmm. DuPont has given 65% of its contributions to members on the deniers list, while AT&T, Google, and PepsiCo have made at least 40% of their donations to climate science deniers. I mean, it just sounds like they're just trying to, like, you know, they got so much money, they're just giving it to both sides. Yeah, they're going to fund <laughs> everybody and see, see how it plays out. Yeah, just like, of course, those companies may be given to the anti-science politicians because they agree on other policy areas, right? Yeah. But it's a hypocritical move for any company that claims to support sustainable business practices. Yeah, that's actually one of my hopes of, out of this breaking news is that, you know, maybe someone at Google will see this story and say, hey. Because we, we reported yeah, it. We reported it. And they'll, be, <laughs> they'll be like, hey, we've got to get back to our bosses. You're and funny. Them, yeah. It's just like, who knows? You never know. Yeah. More likely. Like, see, their motto is supposedly don't be evil. So they. That's their motto? Yeah. <laughs> supposedly don't be evil. Well, no, that, I added the supposedly. <laughs> yeah. It's just like. We'll see if they live up to it. <laughs> All right. So some other news here. Interior Secretary. Sally Jewell and the Paiutes sign a, tre- a deal for another big solar array project. The Moapa Band of Paiute Indians will soon see the third solar power plant developed on its reservation in Clark County as the tribe continues to pioneer renewable energy generation on the tribal lands. Now this is sort of, in my mind, this is a contrast to uh, on other tribal lands in Standing Rock they're trying to push through against their will a pipeline that's going to hurt the community. Here's an example where they're using renewables to try to uh, support the indigenous community. U.S. Interior Secretary Sally Jewell and the tribal chairman Robert Tom signed a document Thursday for a new 100-megawatt solar plant on the nearly completed Moapa Southern Paiute Solar Project, about 50 miles northeast of Las Vegas. That first 250-watt project is the first utility-scale solar power plant on tribal land, which will soon begin feeding power into the grid. The partnerships with the federal government and private companies to develop solar projects have allowed the tribe to diversify while also respecting the land and remaining true to its heritage. Here's a quote. We consider ourselves earth stewards not just for the lands you're standing on, but for the lands that stretch all around us, Tom said. We will be stewards for many generations to come. That's why the partnership between solar development and our tribe is a natural fit. Aya, the name of the new project, means turtle in our native language, Tom said. The Aya project, a 100-megawatt photovoltaic solar array, is being developed by First Solar and will require roughly 300 workers to construct. As with the development of the other 
250 megawatt project that's essentially completed, tribal workers will be given preference for those jobs. So people in the tribe actually get preference for the jobs too. That's good. They get to keep it local and, you know, use their power to help people. Yeah. So, and then they also get to have people say that they get their solar from the Indians, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just like from the turtle. From the the turtle. We get our solar from the turtle. You ever heard the story of the turtle? You know, the the slow, steady turtle wins the race? Yeah. (laughs) So... Today in Weird Transit News, we bring you a car that smiles and a mind-blowing electric bus. The car design is the brainchild of Swedish firm Simcon, and the goal isn't just to bring an emoji. Wait a second. An emoji to life? Yeah. The, the car looks weird to me. I mean, it's, they have the car smile, and it, the smile looks kind of strange. <laughs> so it's not permanently smiling? No, it's got like on the front of it, it's got an LED display or something. And when it, it perches the crosswalk, it smiles. <laughs> when it does what? When it c- comes up to the crosswalk, it smiles. That would scare the living daylights <laughs> out of me if I was walking across the car work and all of a sudden the car smiled at me. Yeah. <laughs> I think I would piss myself. Yeah. You know, the first, like, you know, three times it happened to me. Yeah. I think the idea is it lets you know that the car sees you and is happy and is yielding to you. (laughs) But I would be suspicious of the motives of the car. It matters how many teeth it shows. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just like the, um, quote, a lot of the discussion riding self-driving cars are about the car's technology, said Simcoe's Karn Eklund in a press release. But how these vehicles will interact with unprotected road users are just as important. Self-driving cars need to communicate in a way that feels familiar and creates trust, end quote. And nothing creates trust like a smiley face. Mm -hmm. So the smile will alert, like you said, at crosswalks, alerting pedestrian that it's safe to cross. You know, it's not enough that the car stops. Mm. You have to wait till it smiles at you. Then you walk. <laughs> yeah, because then you know it, it means business. And it's, uh, yeah. I've, maybe I've just seen too many sci-fi uh, <laughs> movies. I see that car smiling at me, and I'm like, oh, what's it got planned? <laughs> just like, But it is. I do like the idea, though, of trying to get the cars to communicate. Because if you're a pedestrian and you see a human driving, you're like, oh. I'd rather it winked at me. It's <laughs> like, hey, there, person. Yeah, there <laughs> you go. Like, Maybe it could wink or wave. It <laughs> could say, go ahead, after you. <laughs> Just like, in other news, North American bus manufacturer Proterra debuted the Catalyst E2 series this week, an electric bus that can go up to 350 miles on a single charge. And that's city driving. Driving on a Michelin track, the bus one bus hit 600 miles on just one charge. Ah. Each year, according to the American Public Transit Association, public transit saves 37 million metric tons of carbon emissions and 4.2 billion gallons of gas. These buses could make those numbers even higher, and that is something... We're smiling about you know, it. <laughs> yes. like, I, wonder, I wonder if the car will smile at the bus when it yeah. goes by and say, hey, buddy. Yeah, they'll smile just at each like, other. <laughs> just like, so um, if you like the stuff we've been talking about but would like to add your own comments, suggestions, or I heard you can email money too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Our email is info at yourcommunityspirit.org. And give us a call right now, 
3691. I don't know. Why should they call? Well, they can say hello to us. Say hello to us and show your friendship for WDBX. If you like this show and any of the other many shows you listen to, uh, you show your friendship by keeping it open and giving it a call. 618-457-3691. In case you didn't know, this is your community spirit on your community radio. Yeah. And WDBX has something called the Community Club. Did we say community enough? <laughs> yeah, I think so. We reached our quota of community for the day. <laughs> Never. Never. <laughs> Thank you for all the community for supporting us and keeping us on the air all these years. Continue to do so. 457-3691. Thank you for being a friend. Today is Mexican Independence Day, but also National Play-Doh Day and Mayflower Day. Collect Rocks Day. <laughs> P-O-W-M-I-A Recognition Day and Working Parents Day. Working Parents Day. There you go. A lot of things happening today. And uh, Badia is actually here in the station with us because her mom is busy working, teaching. Go. So yep. celebrating all the working parents. I mean, you're halfway working the radio show. Oh, yeah. You know, you're not getting paid. I'm but volunteer still, working. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Coming up is National Apple Dumpling Day. Citizen Day, which is the same as Constitution Day. Also coming up, National Women's Friendship Day and Wife Appreciation Day. Oh, there we go. Wife Appreciation Day. Yeah. I'll have to remember that one. Um, mm -hmm. That should be every day, just to let every you day. know. <laughs> just like, if you've been forgetting, though. And if you um, don't appreciate your wife one day, next day it's International Talk Like a Pirate Day. That didn't sound good at all. It's like, all right, matey. Oh. My name's Orr, not Orr. <laughs> there you go. It's just like, also coming up, National Butterscotch Pudding Day, National Punch Day, and locally, this is a good one, International Peace Day, which is also World Gratitude Day. Oh, so we will be gra grateful for the peace we have and hopeful for more peace in the future. Also coming up is the Autumn Equinox, the start of fall. I know a lot of people who have been waiting for that. Business Women's Day, Elephant Appreciation Day, and Hobbit Day. We What's are in September. September happens to be National Courtesy Month, Hispanic Heritage Month, and International Square Dancing Month. Hmm. I like this one. National Blueberry Popsicle Month. I guess you pick the blueberries over the summer, and then they're already frozen by oh. September. <laughs> well, I, I, I freeze the blueberries and just eat them whole, and they're like little bursts of candy in your mouth. Yeah. And so um, I have never had a blueberry popsicle, but I've had frozen blueberries. So mm. got to be good. Yeah. All right. So coming up, we have the Standing Rock Donation Drive. Carbondale stands with Standing Rock. Oh. We yeah, were talking about that. <laughs> we were talking about that people are collecting stuff to bring up there. Of course, with thousands of people up there, that is an issue, especially since they plan to camp out and gear up for winter. Anyone who can donate supplies for the camps may drop their goods off during open hours of the Guy House, as well at Saturday markets when a booth is available. For more information on Facebook, Carbondale stands with Standing Rock. Yes. We also have coming up... Uh Oh, this is already today. I've seen this mentioned a couple times. It's the Wildflower Walk. 
It's coming up today at 4 p.m. at Ozark, Illinois. 7th Wildflower Walk will be led by Chris Benda, Illinois botanizer, today at 4 p.m. at the Todd Fink Natural Area. And the trail difficulty is easy. Participants will learn about the basics of plant identification. It's a very important and fun thing to learn about. There will be handouts, and they will have available field guides and websites, uh, invasive species discussion. The walk will last up to four hours, no previous experience necessary. Participants should meet at the Ozark General Store on Highway 45 in Ozark. For more information, you can contact botanizer at gmail.com. Lots of good happenings in our area. Tonight, Folk Stravaganza XV... Mm-hmm. I don't remember my Roman numeral, so <laughs> yeah. that'd be, let's see. 17. Yeah, V2 would, yeah, so that'd be, X would be 10, V would be 5, and then 2. The 17th Annual Folk Stravaganza, Friday, that's today, September 16th. Also today, at 7 p.m. at the Church of the Good Shepherd. Cousin Andy's Fall Concert Series... 2016 officially opens with Folk Stravaganza, the annual benefit concert showcasing four of our finest local bands at Church of the Good Shepherds Fellowship Hall. There is a suggested donation. This show helps Cousin Andy's concert series to be able to pay their out-of-town performers, provide coffee and snacks, and keep their fine little folk concert series going for another year. Featured bands are Tim Crosby and the Lightning Strikes. This is the original folk country rock. The Dorians, traditional Celtic music. Kindred Moon, original Canadian folk rock. Blackberry Blossoms, original folk bluegrass. Come on down and bring a friend or three. All right, also coming up, speaking of music, we've got... The New Humanist Forum, Got a Song for Everything. This month's topic is music and human development. How did music evolve in human life, going back maybe 50,000 years? What did music contribute to human survival? Program based largely on the work of Daniel Levitin, neuroscientist, rock musician, and author of This Is Your Brain on Music. That's quite a bio, you're a neuroscientist and a rock musician. (laughs) That's pretty impressive. So uh, that's coming up at Sunday at 12.15. At the Carbondale Unitarian Fellowship. Coming up on Tuesday, continuing the conversation every Tuesday at 7 p.m. at the Newman Center. Each week, a group of community members meets for continuing the conversation. Also next Tuesday, Transpoetic Playground. Next Tuesday at 8 p.m. at the Gaia House. They meet the first and third Tuesdays of each month. Everyone is invited to share some poetry or simply enjoy the performances. Also coming up, we have the Downtown Farmer's Market, Downtown Community Farmer's Market. It's coming up on Wednesday from 3 to 6 p.m. right here, right outside of WDBX, 200 block of North Washington. All sorts of fresh produce and fun people to meet and hang out with. It's a wonderful way to spend the middle of your week, get some good food, right here at WDBX on 200 block of North Washington. Get to know your green fee on Wednesday at 1 p.m., the Innovation and Sustainability Hub, where students learn all about the student green fee, how their money is being used, examples of green-funded projects, and how to apply for funding for their own sustainable idea. All right. Yeah. I'm always excited to see news about that because I remember when the students organized and uh, pushed SIU to institute that green fee. 
It's basically each student pays a little fee, and then it goes towards a fund that students can then propose projects for. So that's an opportunity to learn about it on Wednesday. Also coming up, there's a potluck for Guy House RSO on Wednesday at 4 p.m. Guy House RSO sponsors a monthly potluck. It's not restricted to just RSO members. Anyone who's interested in hanging out at Guy House and having a potluck is welcome. So 4 p.m. at Guy House Interfaith Center. Campaign Nonviolence, Wednesday, September 21st at 6 p.m. at the Friendship Park and Township Hall. The Peace Coalition of Southern Illinois Fellowship of Reconciliation will sponsor two events as part of Campaign Nonviolence and recognition of the International Day of Peace. Day of Peace. On September 21st, the first event, co-sponsored by the Shiny Green Party, is a vigil to end war, poverty, and climate change on September 21st from 6 to 6.45 p.m. in Friendship Park at the International Peace Pole. Did you know that this park is located on Illinois Avenue across from the Evolve Building in Carbondale? The second event, sponsored by the League of Women Voters, is a film screening at 7.30 p.m. at the Carbondale Township Hall, 217 East Main, enter from Monroe Street. The film, Making a Killing, Guns, Greed, and the NRA, tells the story of how guns and the billions made from them affect the lives of everyday Americans. Both events are free and open to the public, Wednesday, September 21st, starting at 6 p.m. Yes, and we've got a couple more mentions here, not, not coming up this week, but next week, uh, next weekend, rather. The Catch, uh, Canoe the Cache River is coming up on Saturday, September 24th, not this one, but next Saturday, at 7 p.m. at the White Crane Canoes. Uh, oh, it looks like they've got the time wrong in that one, but the canoe outing will start at 9 a.m. and will last for two to three hours. For more information on it, you can call 618-967-8690. It's sponsored by the Shawnee Club, uh, Sierra Club Shawnee Group. And you don't have to bring your own canoe, and the cost will vary based on how many participants. You know, the more, the cheaper it is Yeah, kind of deal. Also mark your calendar for September 30th for the 6th Annual Superhero 5K Walkathon yes. at Turley Park. That's the For Kids Sake program. And this has been... Another exciting, informative, kind of in your face, but mostly in your ear hole, story about your community spirit. Your community spirit. Give us a call, 457-3691, and let's talk. Yes, call us to show your friendship, and stay tuned if you want to find out more about the For Kids Sake, too. I've got, I'm part of a team, the Illinois Initiative as a team in that 5K and it's DBX does too. DBX does too. Yeah. Either one of those teams, whichever team, you're all working towards the same cause. So enjoy your weekend, and we will see you here next week on the radio. Thanks for listening.